Time now for the news, presented by Boyd Furniture and Mattress Center in Wayne City, where you get everyday low prices on Serta, Ashley, Catnapper, and Benchcraft Furniture. I'm Dustin Fuller reporting a reminder that city, county, state, and federal offices are closed today for the President's Day holiday. That also means that the post office will not be delivering mail today. Banks are also closed today as well. Meanwhile, Citizens National Bank in Albion is reporting a scam to their customers. According to information from CNB, they are saying that there's an internet banking scam and not to click on a link that you might receive in a text message. The text message says, Citizens National Bank of Albion, we've noticed a new device attempt to sign into your account outside U.S. If that wasn't you, please secure your account by visiting a link. Bank officials say do not click on the link or give your account information. If you have any more questions regarding the incident, you can contact your local Citizens National Bank of Albion branch for more information. According to Gas Buddy, gas prices in the Fairfield area are slightly down compared to last week. On Thursday of last week, area gas stations were selling fuel at $3.49 per gallon for regular grade. As of early this morning, gas was being sold at $3.35 per gallon at the Murphy USA on the city's west side. According to Gas Buddy, the lowest price for fuel in the state is around $2.91 a gallon, while the average price for fuel is around $3.48 a gallon statewide. Despite producing more than 98,000 uh, 98, fewer barrels of oil in 2023 than 2022, White County oil producers are still pumping more crude than the next three counties on the list combined. That's according to the detailed released from the Illinois Petroleum Resources Board annual report. White County came in with more than 1.9 million barrels produced in 2023. That's down almost 100,000 from 2 million, 38,796 barrels in 2022. Marion, Crawford, and Wabash counties combined produced just over 1.75 million barrels. Wabash County led the way in production gains at 44,000 more barrels than last year, with Hamilton County right behind with an increase of more than 43,000 barrels. We have a link to the full report in details, courtesy of the Illinois Crude Oil Production Report, with this story at WFIWradio.com. With it being tax season, well, you never know when you're getting scammed. One way to know you're getting scammed, however, is if you're being threatened or being contacted over a phone call from the Internal Revenue Service or tax collecting body. Greg Bishop has this report. Samantha Alfonso of the Illinois Comptroller's Office said the calls are from con artists. The IRS will not call you, email you, um, or text you if you do owe money. Again, that will come in the form of a letter in the mail. The IRS will never threaten a person or demand immediate payments by gift card. Uh, they won't ask you to pay through gift card, wire transfer, credit card, or debit card over the phone or make threats. Um, that is definitely a sign that you're being scammed. People who owe back taxes will get a bill in the mail, never a phone call or a text. Afonso also said, be on the lookout for criminals who attempt to file fake unemployment claims using your identity. I'm Greg Bishop. This is WFIW News. This is Illinois Radio Network. I'm Greg Bishop.
Advocates for a state child tax credit say it could be a game changer for Illinois' low-income families. Kevin Bessler has that story. Nicole Robinson, CEO of YWCA of Metro Chicago, said a few hundred dollars a month will relieve financial stress for some families. To go each month and not have that stress to figure out, am I going to have enough for rent? Or once I pay for rent, where do we need to cut just basic necessities? The child tax credit has received more support from legislators at the state capitol with several proposals filed. If we could reduce poverty by 45% with this additional influx of cash into families to take care of basic needs, pay rent, health care, medicine, diapers, all of the extras. Legislators return to the state capitol on Tuesday. I'm Kevin Bessler. A state lawmaker is defending a measure he filed that would ban zoning units from exclusively zoning for single-family residential use. Katrina Peterson files this report. State Representative Kim Buckner maintains the position that his ban would only apply to major cities in Illinois, despite language in the bill saying that the ban would apply to counties who have adopted zoning regulations. This is a introduced bill. I believe in the power of the legislative process that there are weeks that we got to make to make sure that it's very clear. Uh, we'll do that, but the legislative intent here is for it to apply to Illinois' eight largest cities. Buckner said his bill is not a ban, despite the bill being called the Single Family Zoning Ban Act. If a parcel is zoned for single family, it cannot be single family only. Um, it gives that zoning unit the ability to look at other options. Buckner said the bill is intended to increase density in underdeveloped areas in places like Chicago. Buckner said when the density increases, you can create more affordability. I'm Katrina Peterson. And this is Illinois Radio Network. In Springfield, I'm Greg Bishop. Local and area obituaries on WFIW are presented by Neil's Funeral Home. Locally owned and operated with locations in Fairfield and Albion. Neil's Funeral Home, providing professionalism and care in your family's time of need. 97-year-old Fairfield, Illinois resident Patricia Patty Ray Johnson passed away on Thursday at her residence. She was born November 5th of 1926 in Wichita, Kansas to Raymond and Cleo McKibben Green. She married Bill Johnson was married to him for 71 years. Patty is survived by her children, Diane and husband Larry Taylor of Fairfield, Tina and husband Ron Wolf of Rolling Prairie, Indiana, and Andrew and wife Ingrid Johnson of St. Louis. Grandchildren Lee, Lincoln, Jared, Dylan, Johnson, and Laura Shawmont of Texas, Robin Taylor Mays of Fairfield, Megan Galler of Indiana, and Daniel and Oliver Johnson of St. Louis. 14 great-grandchildren and four great-great-children, as well as three nieces and a nephew, also survive. She was preceded in death by her parents, her husband Bill, her son Tommy, and grandson Jamie. Funeral services will be at 11 a.m. this morning at Mount Erie Christian Church with visitation beginning at 10 a.m. at the church. Barry will be in Sisney Cemetery. Nails Funeral Home of Fairfield is assisting the family with arrangements. 76-year-old James H. Arbuckle of Louisville passed away Thursday, February 8th at Deaconess Midtown Hospital in Evansville. He was born January 31st of 1948 in Louisville to Charles and Marie Fitzgerald Arbuckle. He is survived by his son, Douglas, and wife, Teresa Arbuckle of Douglasville, Georgia, a granddaughter, Tiffany Ann Arbuckle, a sister, Charlotte, 
and husband William Van Winkle of Lawrenceville and his sister-in-law Juanita Arbuckle of Ayuka. He was preceded in passing by his parents, his companion Judy, and a brother, Douglas Arbuckle. A, pri a private graveside committal ceremony with military rites will take place at Orchard Hill Cemetery in Louisville at a later time. Arrangements are being handled by Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora. 53-year-old Victoria Bess Steffel Whipple of Norris City passed away on February 15th. She was born on June 18th of 1970 in St. Louis to Brenda Forshee and David Steffel. Victoria is survived by her daughter, Tessa Skye, her son, Danny Michael, and wife, Kimberly Raisner, of, as well as her son, Jay Contello, and wife, Jennifer Contello. Her sisters, Shelly Pierce, Joey Johnson, Tatiana Steffel, and nine grandchildren, plus several nieces, nephews, and cousins, also survived. She was also survived by her pet, Birdie. She was preceded in death by her mother, Brenda Forshe, her father, David Steffel, her husband, Carl Whipple, and her beloved daughter, Tasha Lynn Contello. No formal services will be held, but a celebration of life ceremony will be held at a later date. Golson Funeral Home of McLeansboro is assisting the family with arrangements. 92-year-old Frida May Freeman of Xenia passed away Wednesday, February 14th at Florida Gardens Care Center. A funeral ceremony is set for one this afternoon at Frankie Bright Funeral Home in Florida. Interment will follow an Oddfellow Cemetery in Xenia. The station will be from 11 until service time today at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. 83-year-old James H. Brown of Fairfield passed away 4.57 p.m. on Sunday, February 11th at Deaconess Midtown Hospital in Evansville. Funeral services for Jim Brown will be at 1 p.m. this afternoon. At the Johnson Devon Funeral Home in Fairfield, visitation will be from 11 until service time with a private burial conducted at Maple Hill Cemetery. Johnson Devon Funeral Home of Fairfield assisting the family with arrangements. 83-year-old Louise Campbell of McLeansboro passed away on Tuesday, February 13th at Hamilton Memorial Hospital. A visitation will be held tomorrow from 10 a.m. until noon with a funeral service set for 12 noon tomorrow at Harry Funeral Home in McLeansboro. Harry Funeral Home in McLeansboro assisting the family with arrangements. Burial will be in Hopewell Cemetery. Full obituaries, including survivors at WFIWradio.com. Hello, this is Ava Kreider, the Section 23 FFA reporter. As a proud member of the National FFA organization, I would like to invite you to join us during National FFA Week, February 17th through the 24th, to celebrate FFA and show your support for agricultural education and the future of agriculture. This week provides an opportunity to reflect on the gold standards of FFA members are setting in the well-known Blue Jackets. Section 23 FFA encourages all members within the section and community to get involved and make a difference. Visit FFA.org for more information. I'm Dustin Fuller with this check of sports on WFIW and WOKZ. High school boys basketball regional action gets underway starting this evening. The Sisney Running Lions will take on the Edwards County Lions this evening. 
That's a 6 o'clock tip at Sisney High School. Winner of that game will face the top-seeded Dietrich at the Edwards County Regional Site. That game will be on Wednesday. Other action, Christar Rock Lutheran, the 4 seed, will take on 12-seeded Wayne City. That is at Christar Rock this evening, 7 o'clock the tip. Winner of that game will take on the winner of Grayville and Red Hill on Wednesday evening at Edwards County at 7.30. By the way, Grayville and Red Hill play at 7 this evening at Grayville. Other basketball regional action tonight in Class 1A. Weber will take on Sandoval. That is a 7 o'clock tip at Weber. Louisville, Nor or North Clay, Clay City make that. Takes on Farina South Central. That's a 7 o'clock tip at North Clay this evening. At the site down at Waltonville. Waltonville will take on Thompsonville. That's a 7 o'clock tip this evening. Also, Christopher takes on Susser Valier at 6. That's at Christopher. Okaville will take on NCOE at 7 this evening at Okaville. And Woodlawn takes on Lebanon at 7 at Woodlawn. At Galatia tonight, Galatia takes on Pope County at 7. Gallatin County takes on Carrier Mills Stonefort at 7 this evening at Gallatin County. Carmine White County is in action tonight. The Bulldogs take on El Dorado. That is a 6 p.m. tip. That will be at Carmine White County. You can catch that game on our sister station, 97.3 FM, WRUL. Hamilton County takes on West Frankfurt. It's a battle of 9 and 10. That is down at Hamco tonight. That's a 7 o'clock tip. Winner of that game gets Benton. In other action tonight in 2A, Robinson gets Vandalia tonight at 6 o'clock at Robinson. You can catch that game on our sister station, 101.7 WTYE. That game will play, the winner of that game plays Lawrenceville at 6. Meanwhile, Flora gets Toledo of Cumberland. That's a 7 o'clock tip at Flora this evening. Fairfield has the winner of that game Wednesday evening at 7.30 at Vandalia. By the way, the game Wednesday with Fairfield will be right here on 104.9 FM, WFIW and WFIWradio.com. Mount Carmel is home this evening. They have Oblong Palestine Hudsonville, and that's a 6 o'clock tip at Mount Carmel this evening. Winner of that game gets Newton. It's a battle of 6 and 9 tonight at Carbondale as Carbondale plays host to Salem this evening at 6. Winner of that game gets the privilege of playing Centralia at Marion's regional site at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Mount Vernon has a bye until Wednesday. The Rams will play the winner of Charleston and Effingham. That will be Wednesday at 6. The Charleston-Effingham game is tonight at 6 in Charleston. Meanwhile, Richland County takes on Mattoon Wednesday evening at 7.30. That will be at the Charleston Regional Site. Girls Basketball Regionals take place tomorrow night down at Elkville. It'll be Edwards County taking on Pope County. That's a 5.30 tip tomorrow evening at Elkville, Elvarado. The other game in that sectional action is Goreville and Marissa Coulterville. That's a 7.30 tip tomorrow evening 
as mentioned, at Elkville. Now for a check of state and regional sports on the Illinois Radio Network, here is Mike Reeves. Illinois Radio Network Sports, I'm Mike Reeves. In the NBA All-Star Game, the East outscored the West 211-186. to Damian Lillard was named MVP after scoring 39 points. Carl Anthony Towns poured in 50 for the West. The NBA regular season resumes on Thursday. The Bulls will host the Celtics. College basketball yesterday, second-ranked Purdue lost at Ohio State 73-69. The win for the Buckeyes came just four days after they had fired head coach Chris Holtman. Number 24, Florida Atlantic, came up short at South Florida 90-86. Northwestern picked up a 76-72 win at Indiana, getting 26 points from Ryan Langborg. Wildcat head coach, Chris Collins. Road wins are precious in this league. You know, guys, it's crazy in the Big Ten this year. Um, I think they just said on the radio there's only been like 30, 30 wins on the road out of over 100 games, you know, which is crazy how hard it is to win on the road. And we're going to cherish this one. We're going to get ourselves rested up and get home and, and get ready for the next. Loyola won at Rhode Island 77-67. Bradley lost at Northern Iowa 74-63. Illinois State was an 86-79 winner over Evansville. UIC fell to Belmont 75-60. NHL, the Blackhawks are at Carolina tonight at 6 o'clock, and Connor Bedard says that goaltender Peter Morazic has played much better than his record of 13-21-2 would indicate. He's unreal, and I mean, some of the saves he makes are, are absurd, just kind of getting across and I mean he's so quick and, and kind of agile there so he's there and, and uh, we have so much faith in him and him and so's but um, yeah he's been he's been unbelievable. The Blues play at home today when they host the Maple Leafs at 12 o'clock. PGA Hideki Matsuyama's final round nine under par 62 led him to the championship of the Genesis Invitational. The Daytona 500 was postponed by weather yesterday and will be made up today. This is the Illinois Radio Network.